Hello and welcome to episode 8. Entitled, Factors that will influence the flow of consumer goods in Africa. Years ago, there used to be a group of individuals that were so fittingly dubbed, the Cheese Gang. They would go into a particular retail store during the late afternoons and literally clear out every single block of cheese on shelf, while the customers stood there in disbelief. This severely impacted the shrinkage figures at store level, as some brands were artisan cheese, and others were sold by weight. A full shelf of cheese retailed in the thousands of brands. Not surprisingly, it was later found out that the cheese was sold to restaurants, more particularly pizza restaurants. The demand was high and the cheese gang did not want to let the opportunity pass them by. Eventually, the product facings had to be reduced, and the shelves were stocked at a maximum of 50%. The cheese gang eventually moved on to another store in the exact same retail chain. The question remained, why did they not profile another retailer altogether? This was due to the product brand and their buyers wanted that specific retail chain brand of cheese. Another interesting story is about how gold had previously been smuggled across the borders in Africa. The really interesting part was that the cash was then laundered through the purchase of popular FMCG brands. These brands did not include any alcohol or tobacco products but rather personal care brands. They were aspirational, high-margin and most importantly fast-moving. Cross-trading The flow of consumer goods can take many turns, especially if there is high brand equity found. Cross-trading is another example of how goods can be traded between customers and channels and not for cash necessarily. It has been known for wholesalers, retailers, and independent agents to trade goods between themselves. Commodity items such as maize and sugar are traded for personal care or home care products and vice versa. This usually occurs if certain customers in the retail or wholesale channels have benefited through a negotiation with a supplier and find themselves in a more favorable position than their competitors. Suppliers may trade favorably with different customers in different regions. And once the news of a special deal goes viral, the conversations and negotiations begin. No customer wants to patiently await their time in the sun when it comes to a promotional price or value proposition. Both wholesalers and retailers want to compete all year round, and they will find a way around the supplier if necessary. Price increases. It is that time of year again. Price increase. Now every wholesaler and retailer would like for the price increase to be held back just for them. And the big question is, when will the price in the market move up? Effective the price increase date? Or will it take some time as these customers are holding on to large volumes in their warehouses? If there are no control measures to regulate a price increase, then it can become the Wild West out there. Some customers may purchase truckloads of popular FMCG goods prior to a price increase and warehouse it for months. Soon enough, these products will find its way into the market. 
and then suppliers must deal with other disgruntled customers trying to figure out if there was a special deal given to their competitor. Post the price increase. One tactic that has been used by customers would be to return the goods after the price increase has taken effect. In order to be credited at the new, higher list price. That is why a price increase must be regulated. And this is generally done by only allowing customers to buy in six weeks additional volumes. Based on their purchase patterns over the previous 12 months. Keep in mind how much of stock the customer is already holding at that point. As an example, if a particular customer generally holds an additional four weeks coverage of stock, how will this affect the price increase rollout plan? So, you should not expect the price in the market to move up six weeks after the price increase has been put into effect. Exchange rates. The warehousing of large volumes is also influenced by the rand and dollar exchange rate. Expect higher sales on certain goods or brands when the RAND weakens. Goods become more attractive for export. This can really throw out the demand plan and your forecast accuracy. Local consumption usually gets priority. Some African countries have opened their borders with a more relaxed trade policy in recent years. And the sourcing of popular consumer brands have become a profitable business for independent agents. With the laws surrounding duties in these countries, bulk goods are being physically carried over the border by people. The truck stops before entering the border of the country and to avoid paying the duties, based on a motorized vehicle entering the border. The goods are carried by hand, loaded onto bicycles and wheelbarrows, believe it or not. Some suppliers may try to implement a no-export rule, which is difficult to enforce. Customers have been known to parallel import locally sold products from other countries if they find it opportunistic. The lesson here is it that you do not issue a threat to enforce a policy if you are not willing to follow through with actions. Round Tripping Round tripping is a term used for goods that was destined for a foreign country, with approval from the supplier, but did not reach its destination. The goods are flogged off locally and guess what? The people doing the flogging have the benefit of the 15% bet that was not paid on invoice, which is illegal. There could have been further discounts, warehousing and merchandising agreements for the distribution of these goods into foreign countries. The knock-on effect is tremendous, including the disruption of trade, loss of brand equity, demand and supply woes, and many other issues. Risk Some brands are high-risk, and trucks are regularly targeted and hijacked, containers stolen, and stock usually finds its way into the informal market over time. Suppliers have developed tracking methods to assist in order to deter these types of incidents. But just a few pallets of stolen goods floating around can do harm. Counterfeited goods have become an increasingly popular topic as it may relate to organized crime syndicates. The consumer's and customer's ability to identify an original product and report a counterfeit 
is the supplier's best chance at investigating and identifying the source. Some counterfeit products are manufactured with such detail. No physical difference can be identified. Thank you for taking time to listen to this podcast. Take care and look out for future podcasts from Africa Emerging.